0: Welcome to the Commercial Finance Products, Structures, and Strategy Podcast. Your host is Michael Primrose, aka The Property Finance Guy, who has raised millions in development and bridging finance for property investors and developers. This podcast is all about raising commercial finance and is stacked to the brim with golden nuggets. So, without further ado. Here is your host, Michael Primrose. Hi everyone, so I'm very lucky to be joined today by Dawn Trustum, the new Managing Director of the Bridging Group. Um, so yeah, I'll let Dawn do a quick intro, tell us about yourself and a bit about Bridging Group.
1: Hi Michael, thanks ever so much for the invite. Um, as all you already said, my name is Dawn Trustum. I'm the Managing Director, um, only been recently Managing Director since March of this year. Uh, the bridging group itself is relatively still new. I class it as toddling stage. Um, we've only really been trading and actively lending money since January, uh, but the business actually was set up in July of last year. I came on as head of sales in November and then was very, very lucky to be in the position where I was made managing director in March. We've, to date, nearly enough done $11 million in business loans written and we are intending to do at least twenty five to thirty before the end of the year with what's on the ready on the pipeline. So we are very excited and very humbled with how things are going and also a little bit scared if I'm perfectly honest.
0: So just to I'm gonna touch on that, because normally I'd bring a lender on, we talk about their products, we talk about where they're going and all this sort of stuff. But actually you're at such an early stage actually I think it's more important for people listening to this to understand actually the growing pains that you go through when trying to run a business like this, um, and I'm laughing because we, we both sort of—you joined Bridging Group in November. I set up on my own in November, so we've we've been very lucky, and we've become good friends over Absolutely. that period of time. Because actually, we've both had very similar experiences. Um, so, just talk us through. Obviously, as a lender like yourself, you obviously being very experienced, I think. You, did you come runner up as PDM of the year? <laughs> I'd like to oh, here we go. I
1: here we, we go. Yes, I, I was runner up. <laughs> Can I just point out? I, I was. T- I was. I was actually due to get that, but it was only because I was up against Sandeep Patel, who was at together at the time. Oh no, sorry. Precise apologies, Sandeep, if you're listening. Do you um, really <laughs> think the chances <laughs> said, of him listening you just to this? Don't know. I just. <laughs> I just want to make sure because I don't want to say anything wrong. Um, but because he'd been a under a business development manager longer than me. That's why they gave it to him and not me, and I had that from four of the judges who came up to me afterwards. So I was gutted, absolutely gutted. We'll
0: but take <laughs> your word for it.
1: <laughs> but anyway, going on, yes. Um,
0: but even still, to come runner up out of hundreds.
1: Oh gosh. Uh,
0: hundreds of, of BDMs across the country. It so, uh, obviously, coming from that, you brought with you quite a big black book. Obviously, when you when you joined Bridging Group, um, and obviously that's why you propelled very quickly in there. But what are some of the issues you've found, actually, of of seeing a business grow that quickly? And especially when, obviously, new lender, it's hard to pick up new funding lines. It's it, it's difficult to grow that quickly. Um, so, yeah, what, what are some of the issues that you found? Because I, th- I think people will find that helpful.
1: It's been interesting and trying, and I definitely know there are a lot more molehills that I'm intending not to make mountains out of, but who knows? But from my perspective, obviously, the the interesting thing is, obviously, I came on as Head of Sales here, so I was Mm. very much brought in to technically be another BDM. So I was out there doing the phone calls and obviously doing the appointments and bits and pieces. And everything was technically the same as a Business Development Manager. And then when you, you are... Tar, you know, pushed. Well, not pushed. I, I was asked nicely, and obviously it was a, a great opportunity from one that I couldn't turn down. But when you are then put into the limelight as a managing director in such a small mm. space of time, it does make you seriously think about the other side of the business. I've always been... I always treat whichever lender I have work with that it's, you know, the funding line is, is, is my money, and if I won't lend it out, if I don't think yeah. the deal is the right thing, then I wouldn't do it. But now it's, it's also the fact that I've got to think about... Is this the right deal? Is this going to pay back in time? Which is obviously what every BDM should be doing anyway. Yeah. But now it's actually the redemption process. It's making sure they c- match those conditions. It's making sure if you're doing a refurb element that they're doing what they need to be doing. And that's been the hardest. And then it's also the fact that we are a very small fish in a very big pond at the moment. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, we, we are a, you know, I don't want to say a clown fish because we're not a clown, but that's small. And it's very much that... You've got to be very, very sensible and it's about proving your worth in this current industry. And We don't go out there to market and say how well we're doing and yeah. this is happening and that's happening because, to be honest with you, we're all about internal growth. We're all about just trying to build and grow and make sure that people realise that we are the right type of lender and we are going to be here to stay. Yeah. And that is, from, an, from a managing director's point of view, is actually more important. So it's actually not about the level of business, which I know is quite a bizarre thing to say, But it's about making sure the level of business that we're doing is going to pay back to make sure our funding lines are happy, as well as the fact that we have our own private money that the other managing director has heavily invested into the business is payback as well. Because I think, and you've probably seen with the market and, and, and the interesting thing is there has been a lot of lenders out there where they've come out, they've done all this amazing advertising and marketing, and then about 18 months...
0: Never hear from them again,
1: yeah. And the reason why is because they're not keeping an eye on their cash flow. Yeah. You can put all of this money out, but if you haven't got the cash flow there, it's not going to happen. And that's the one thing. We are retaining a certain amount of money back constantly so that if, let's you know go worst case with the joys of what's happening in October with the joys of Brexit, if that actually causes a major issue, we know that we can still survive for the next two years. And that, to me, is far more important in this current age.
0: Yeah, definitely. So... Obviously, you spoke about how quickly you became MD. Yes. With that, obviously, comes (laughs) some challenges. Um, And I've experienced some myself, obviously, being of a younger age, which I keep (laughs) getting reminded of. But you you do get some resistance within the marketplace. Um, I have felt it substantially um, because people look at me, they see a youngster, and they think, well, he's only just come out of school. How the hell can this guy do anything with a brokerage, It's a, you, you do find that within sort of the lending space that you do get a lot of, of kickback, um, so from your perspective, from a mindset perspective, how did you deal with actually four months into your role, all of a sudden you're managing director of this new lender, you're sat there going, hang on, I've gone <laughs> yeah. from a BDM role to you're now in charge of underwriting, you're in charge of managing the funding lines, you're yeah. in charge of the business as a whole. Yeah. How does that affect you from a, a mindset perspective?
1: Um, I, if I'm honest with you, I've probably not had much of a chance to think about it because it's just been so busy that <laughs> yeah. I've not really... I think if I sat down for too long, I'd probably run in the other direction. Joking around. But it, it's, it's a case of, I suppose, for, from, from and obviously I understand because you know, I understand from your point of view, new broker, your age, which I, how it goes against you is ridiculous. If you know what you're doing and you certainly mm. do, then that shouldn't be you know held against you at all. But obviously we are, like I've said, we are a small fish in a very big pond and it's the same with the brokers because obviously the brokers are very much, they say they're holding market and most of them are. Yeah. But there are still some out there that have their favourites and just will not allow a new lender yeah. that maybe can do something that those other lenders can't to, to even try and prove their worth. Yeah. So if I'm honest with you, the only thing I can say that has helped me through this is definitely resilience and the relationships like the one with yourself where... You know, we we can talk about the growth because you're in the same kind of space as I am at the moment. Yeah. And it does make life a bit easier because you can just bounce ideas off of each other and and just work out whether it's the right way. You know, the, the hardest thing for me now is the funding line is happy, very happy actually, to the point that they've just told us that there's 350 million. That they've got ready for us
0: which is fantastic as a as a young lender oh, to get God. to and get that sort of funding to, available
1: <laughs> and there's no on earth i'm using 350 million michael let me just no. make that very clear but the fact as you say, to the options there. there is great yeah. so we know the funding line is happy now what the difference is it's now down to service yeah. and that's that has and and i will quite happily admit it has taken a bit of a knock because you know one minute everything's all nice and smooth and we're all doing well and then the board fills up with new cases which is amazing but then it's obviously the processing and then you don't want to employ somebody to just sit there twiddling their thumbs because you're not busy enough but then you don't you know you can't employ because you've got to find the right person and it's oh, you're, it's just you're managing behind, isn't it's it
0: between a rock and a hard place yes. i mean we've we've felt it as well in that like you said the board fills up i mean from a broker's perspective actually it's, i suppose it's even higher risk because actually when our board fills up, there's no guarantee. I mean, obviously, there's no guarantee with your board, but there's even less of a guarantee with our board. And it's like, well, do you employ to deal with a board that could all drop off tomorrow? Absolutely. It, it's difficult. And, uh, yeah, like you, we, we felt our service levels drop when we got really busy. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting one for sure.
1: It's such a vicious circle, isn't it? And yeah. I think, again, resilience has been key. Honesty. Um, yeah, definitely. The one thing, I, and, and I can say this hand on heart that if, if I'm struggling, I will openly admit that yeah. I'm struggling and I will tell the brokers so Welcome that they can for that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've had it firsthand quite a few times over the most couple of weeks. But it to me, it, it's if you know what I'm going through, then you can manage the expectation and everybody yeah. can keep on the right track. And that's the key point with this. It's if you stick your head in the sand or if you panic and stress, and which we all yeah. do and we all have that moment, but as long as you can go, do you know what, suck it up, get on with it, this needs to be done... You know, and, and you've th- got the right bro- brokers and clients on track that understand that situation. Yeah. Then hopefully everything can go back to some form of normality.
0: Well, that's it, and I think that's a lesson that could be transitioned nicely into for property investors and things who are borrowing from you as well. If if things go bad, if not going to redeem on time, whatever it may be, not to bury their hand, head oh, in the sand, 100%. and just to ask. Ask if they if you need an extension. Ask if you need anything. Just ask. Um,
1: I would rather be able to work with a property investor who can openly keep the communication lines there Definitely. so we can then work through it if you if you know we we've, we've got one at the moment that unfortunately has gone over time but that broker and that client speaks to me every couple of weeks just to let me know what's going on because, and that's actually not with me ringing; they're ringing me because we've we've got that kind of relationship, and that's fantastic. Yeah, we can work with that. We're not here to snap on default rate straight away. No. You know, we'd rather work with the client to get them out of that situation. We're not, we're not a loan to own lender. We are a, yeah. lend you the money, do what you need to do, pay us back, so we can do it again. That's what we're all about.
0: Yeah, and I think that's obviously been a, a massive issue at the minute is the right. whole default rates thing and um, obviously a lot of lenders sticking their two pence worth out on linkedin <laughs> now and again um, but i think it's important to say that actually with default rates and that there was a lot recently about other lenders blaming lenders for the default rates but actually as a lender you've got to have a default rate on there realistically because you you've got a cost of funds
1: Completely. and
0: obviously if you run over you're getting charged. Very much. So to not have a default rate would be ridiculous. Um, but I suppose, like you've said, actually, if there's a line of communication there...
1: The default rate's never used, really. That's it. And that's... The, that. This is what... The, so it's great for lenders today that there's, there, there's a good reason for lenders to say there should be no default rates because yeah. technically, they're right. We shouldn't be having to charge default rates. But then no. if you've got... You know, unfortunately, with the you know the type of clientele that you're dealing with, they understand that situation. But there are, yeah. unfortunately, some clients out there who think, oh, well, if I have got a default rate,
0: I'll just, I'll just carry on. Carry on forever.
1: Yeah. And that's not what we want. So they're no. there just as a, a, a reaction to say, right, this is your time. Yeah. But if there is an issue, let's have a conversation and we can move forward. You know, we're not... <laughs> there's so many people out there that say different lender rates and different default rates and just different fees full stop anyway. Yeah. And to me, transparency, especially in, in again, an increasing market, technically a market that hasn't had the best of names, you know, bridging, no. obviously, a very long time ago, was a very dirty word.
0: It's still got, I think, a negative market at the minute, but yeah, definitely not not where it used to be. (laughs) No,
1: exactly. So to me, transparency is key. Um, This is why all of our fees are put onto our documentation, so not only do you know, but the client knows as well. From day one, this is what you're going to have to pay out, Mr. Customer, this is is what you're going to have to pay back. Uh,
0: This is what the cost is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. Completely. So one of the big things for property investors is finding funds yes. uh, from private investors to maybe top up deposits and things like that so on a bit of a tangent obviously you were less experienced yes. obviously in a managing director 100%. role 100 um, <laughs> so how as a BDM moving into a managing director's role um, which obviously like I said was met with some uncertainty Absolutely. within the market yeah. um, which I think is fair to say but you've definitely prove people wrong, um, <laughs> Thank you. but how do you then approach a funding line as a BDM term managing director and say, give me 350 million?
1: So a very good, very good question. Um, luckily enough, the funding line that we, we are working with and working with strongly at the moment was actually already agreed prior to me becoming MD. Okay. So just to, I suppose, to give a little bit of background about the, the bridging group, there's myself as joint MD and there's also my colleague Jagtar Sethi who's also joint MD he's from an IT background he actually had the relationship already in place with our funding line
0: yeah
1: albeit they were very very limited on what they were prepared to do so actually the maximum loan to value we could do was 70 well, sorry 65% and the maximum loan we could do was two hundred thousand now you know we're able to do three million loans yeah and in again you have to think that this is only in a six-month period.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a very short space. I mean, I've seen the difference in the six months very that we've <laughs> been... Yeah.
1: It's a bit... But then I suppose the good news is is that I went along and met them. We had a very um, blunt and fraught conversation mm. with just, you know, as you say, you know, you're obedient or what makes you MD material. Yeah. And luckily enough, they are able to actually give me the ability to prove my worth. Um, and that's what's happened and to be honest with you that's what's happened so I go along and see them at least once a month um, to let them know exactly how things are going what we're doing they obviously can see the caliber of information that we're providing not just at the front with the initial inquiries but actually at the back end when the loan is in process when the redemption is in process when when it's actually time to pay back they've seen that because we've actually done the whole cycle now so to me they can see that don't get me wrong, I'm still making mistakes. I, I would love to say that this you know that I'm fabulous at this job, but I am still making mistakes, but they are willing to allow me to make those mistakes so I can learn from them and yeah. we don't make them again. And again, I am very proud and very humble, but again very scared because yeah. you know we do have to keep a very close eye on the whole thing. It could be taken away. you know you don't know what's going on. They have said it's guaranteed, they've said it's with us for as long as we want it because they are really happy with us. But it's only because they're happy with us, with what we're doing. If yeah. that changes or if that slides,
0: so is the plan to, I suppose, to negate that. I, I suppose what what is your backup? Are you, are you thinking more funding lines? Absolutely, and, more yeah.
1: funding lines. So we're in the discussion of um, working with one at the moment, which we're hoping we was hoping it was going to be in place by September, but it's not not there yet. So that's another one that you know that, that our existing funder line know this as well. They understand that we're working with different funding lines because. Yeah. You know, they have a great offering that we can well, use. I it was going to say, I don't know of
0: any lender that works with just one funding line.
1: Completely, and um, we've been very lucky in the fact that they've been very flexible with us yeah. and allowed us to do what we do. But we want to expand. We want to to be able to provide other things because at the moment, um, commercial is something that we can't do. Yeah. And I really want to do commercial. I love. Well, so commercial. I've
0: seen your products move because I mean, obviously, we started off with small bridging loans, and it was larger bridging loans. Now we're into refurb. Um, so yeah as I say I've seen the, the product development occurring exactly um,
1: and it's only going to continue to be honest with you you know we, we've got another funding line that we're in the process of talking to that do the minimum loan is three million fantastic um, which is brilliant and they will look at commercial and, and, and other bits and pieces so it opens it's, a whole new door it does. To, it does. to what you can do so this is what I mean So, but again it's all about proving our worth because yeah. obviously at the moment we can't provide probably anything that's going to set the world on fire but that's not what we want to do at the moment. Like yeah. I said, it's about proving our worth, and now we're proving our worth, and these funding lines are actually coming to us, which is fantastic, and fantastic. they're having conversations with us to say, look, we want to work with you, what can we do, et etc." et cetera. And that's, I, I'm just, again, blown away with actually the fact that this is happening.
0: I can imagine. Um, one question that I, I've got to ask, just <laughs> because- Now I'm worried. Now you're worried. <laughs> Joint Managing Director.
1: Yes. And They're I can imagine one, there's it?
0: been, yeah, I can imagine there's been some questions about that. Absolutely. Because, yeah, how can you have a joint? Okay. It's always like, how can you have a joint managing director? Because who manages?
1: Who manages what? Absolutely. And so, it's,
0: it's just, it, yeah, I, <laughs> I know it's one where People are going to hear joint managing director and go,
1: what on earth does that mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: What? How can you? Yeah.
1: So, what what this, I suppose, how this all came about. So, um, obviously, like I said, I started in November as head of sales. Yeah. March became MD. The reason, um, there was another MD alongside Jag um, at the time. And, unfortunately, he decided to part ways. Yeah. Now, at that time, the Jag, who was obviously MD, could have quite easily have closed the business. It was his money. Yeah. You know, he could have walked away from it. But he sat me down and said, look, you know, technically... You are the experience, you are the person that's bringing the deals. If you want yeah, to Yeah, because he has
0: no experience in no, bridging completely at all, IT. Does he? He's IT. Yeah.
1: He he deals with property, he does development, so he has a property background but not a bridging background. Yeah. So he sat me down and we had a, a very open and honest conversation and he, he gave me the option to carry on working and bring in the deals. And it was really bizarrely, we, we did a, a bit of a press release to uh the, the, the low you know, the industry yeah, yeah. special. And um they actually said, so with this, Dawn, is your title changing? And I went, oh, no, 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 I'm still head of sales. And Jag said, well, no, actually, it makes more sense. You are technically that the face of Bridging Group. Mm-hmm. Everybody, not everybody, but most people know you, Dawn. They know you've been in the industry. They know what you're about. They know your reputation. So actually to make the Bridging Group be more of a group or a company that people yeah. would probably look to consider for their bridging, it would be best to have you at the helm, which was a little bit of a stumbling point for me, but a great stumbling point, and and that's how it all came about. It it was just really to give the calibre of the deals that we can do to have me on board and, and make people realise that they haven't just got some person that's coming from another sector who doesn't yeah. really know about it. Actually, there Trying is somebody to here. A bridging company. Exactly, yeah. there is somebody here that that. Has no, some bits, yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, learning very quickly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, just come in, sort of away from from that for a minute. So, from a, I, I guess if we look at the market, yes, um, this is probably going to be the the last question of this because I, I think at this moment in time, obviously the market is very uncertain. We don't know what's going on where.
1: Absolutely.
0: How have you? Because obviously you've experienced the Bridging Group through probably one of the hardest years. Yes. Of recent economy um, Obviously not quite as bad as 2007
1: <laughs> No let's time, not go d- no But
0: um, no I was still in school at that point but That's a different Oh okay thank yeah, you Yeah just that. to rub it in um, <laughs> So I think I was
1: Yes alright We know Year how nine
0: I was. at that point Okay thank so, you So yeah i would just about to get ready to do my GCSEs Thanks Michael
1: That's, that's alright that, I'd like to just Throw, to throw that in there thank for you Thank you so much um,
0: <laughs> I won't ask <laughs> where how you How to were. make me feel held um, in
1: two seconds
0: But you've seen it through the, of recent times, what is one of the hardest years we've probably had. Um, More for you and I for trying to do different (laughs) things for that difficult year. But for people listening to this, obviously there's a lot of uncertainty. They don't know what's going to happen. But from your point of view, where do you see the market going at the minute? I know, obviously, you don't have a crystal ball and we can't hold you to this. Do you know, that's
1: really interesting. I was talking to... Jagged the other MD, today about it. And actually, at the moment, we think it's a, it's a great opportunity because mm. there's a lot on the market. It's not moving. Yeah. And people are quite happy to take offers.
0: It's time for some cheeky offers.
1: 100%. Yeah. And I'm not saying these are, you know, ridiculous offers. These are sensible offers, but actually, you know, yeah. the, the property market has as you've seen, seen a massive boom over the last kind of three, four Mm. years. And now it's having a wobble and people are thinking, well, actually, so those that haven't got the liquidity are actually in a position where they would consider a better offer than they would normally. And then those with cash can actually step in and give those offers and and actually release a little bit of market. So I do think at the moment it's a really great time to buy. You know, Mm. I'm strangely enough, we actually thought August would obviously be quiet.
0: I was to say it was our record month.
1: Yeah, well, you know, again. Probably we're yours not, as well, yes. We've yeah. not been out and, and shouted it, but it has been. It's been mm-hmm. a massive month, and there was all of us thinking we were going to have a nice little rest over the summer holidays. And I it was didn't looking happen. forward to a holiday, which exactly. never came. <laughs> you so. and me both. I got a weekend in Weymouth, so that was yeah. as good as it got. But this is what I mean. It, it's, it's a real great opportunity. Yeah. And I do still think, even. Uh, I, I'm. I'm a little bit conflicted about what's going to happen in october and how it's going to affect but at the moment i do think it's it's a great time to to go out Mm. there and and get yourself some bargains and technically you know there there are going to be certain areas where that where it's already flooded and saturated that might struggle a bit but there are some some places that still have got some some real good strengths to it and and good rental yields as well so to me you know i i'm actually looking at a couple at the moment myself just because of the options it's such
0: a good time to buy it is really is and have bridging group pulled out of london or are you nope. still lending in london
1: still lending in london okay i think london's always going to be one of those isn't it, it it's oh it's its,
0: its own economy on its own it's its own property market it does whatever the hell it wants
1: <laughs> it really does and i and i think again as long as you're sensible you've got to understand that obviously these are what i call sometimes trophy assets mm. But there are some opportunities, again, still in London. The southeast. I think, may be a little bit saturated at the moment. Mm. There are some parts of Liverpool and possibly even Manchester that I think of.
0: We're seeing a bit in Blackpool as well at the minute, guy. which seems to be, yeah, all up in that completely sort of northwest area.
1: But places, you know, we've got a couple going through. Uh, I, I've had, again, strangely enough, two valuations that I had in last week, both valued up. Which, in this current climate, you would not expect to see. You would expect to see maybe Some stagnant, sort of
0: discount, yeah. A discount.
1: No, t- they've both valued up, which it's has been interesting.
0: Interesting to see that values seem to be getting positive again.
1: It would be nice for a change, wouldn't it, really? Well, it would,
0: yeah. I, it's, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> it um, brilliant okay well i think that's all the questions from my side um it's been a pleasure having you on thank you and, so much. yeah very excited to see where the bridging group goes over the next and few the years and the same
1: for you michael as well cheers <laughs> take care